0: y'all it's Dr. Janae.
1: What's up it's Raven and we are your favorite teacher therapist duo. And this is Houston Healing,
0: a podcast about all things mental health but most importantly a safe space for Black people. Our mission is to dialogue, find support, and share resources that help in our healing journeys. And I say our healing journeys because we too are learning and growing every day. So without further ado, let's get into it.
1: Welcome back y'all to the Hughes to Healing Podcast. And we hope that you are coming off of a Valentine's Day high, you know, with all of the displays of love in the stores on Instagram, the blooms, all of the all of the things, right? I couldn't help but think, like I was I was once here, which made me get into my hater bag. Um and Janae, we we often talk about being in, in our hater bags, but it had me thinking like I was once this person, mm-hmm. but I was in a toxic ass relationship. I was once, you know, like doing the post, buying the gifts, doing going out to dinner for the reservations. But it was it was very toxic. We were on the verge of like breaking up, probably broke up a week before Valentine's Day, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often I think about with Valentine's Day or just with these um, just different holidays with love, like how real are a lot of these relationships are how real is is folks love and I don't know if you have the same thought when you do look on Instagram or you see um Valentine's Day things
0: you you bring up a great point that so many people are doing the 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 performance the display <clears throat> like you know I want to showcase my love and there's nothing wrong with doing that but yeah a lot of times there are red flags in that or the love that you are trying to portray to the world and possibly to yourselves is not that and so I think that's a perfect segue for what we're going to talk about today. And that's codependency. That is something that is so common and pervasive in our society. However, so many people are unaware of what codependency is and the fact that more of us than not are codependent in some way, shape or form.
1: I know I was. And I think that was something I learned from my toxic ass relationship was like, no, Mm -hmm. this ain't love. You codependent. I was like, wait, what, what is that? Please break it down. Listen. You know? When I have to do that, when I have to talk
0: to clients, or when I've had to talk to myself, because let's be real, I'm like, let's be real. It's, it's not giving love. It's it's giving codependent. Mm-hmm. And so let's start from the top. What is codependency? It is this excessive emotional or psychological reliance on another person. And so right now we're focusing, you know, like you said, we just got out of our Valentine's day bag. Love is in the air, but it's not only with a romantic partner. It can be with anybody we're in relationship with. This could be with a parent, a child, a friend, or any other person we're navigating life with, but let's focus on love today. Let's focus on relationships. Let's focus on yes. um, it is just, again, an unhealthy connection or reliance. You are not you without this person or without this role or proximity to this person. Um, codependency is also this escalation of feeling responsible for the actions and feelings of that person you're codependent with. When you're in that codependency loop, it's like your uh, your happiness depends on me. Like I have to make sure you're happy. I have to make sure that you are fulfilled. So it is this Fusion of I can't be me without you. I need you. You need me. We we don't have identities outside of one another. Um, but that's
1: all. That's all the RB songs though that I listen to. Literally, that's the message in all the songs, yeah, right? No like, right. <laughs> it's cool
0: sound good. You know, singing in the rain, of, to bring it back. But, yeah, but but again, and we can talk about this. Like, there is there is a space to be in a safe relationship to be leaning on your partner to be working together, to be interdependent, but codependent is something that so many people are and don't realize it. So if you feel like we're talking about you, we probably are because we we have been codependent and a lot of us, a lot of us still are. So some examples of codependency, um, are the caretaking to the detriment of your own wellness. Again, we talk about you know being everything for everyone else, showing up, serving. So when you are taking care of someone else and you're not thinking about your needs, codependency, people pleasing, that is that, that number is one star me. highlight yes, underline. Yes, you're a people pleaser. You are more that's than likely yes. codependent. Um, when you are obsessed with the partner, when you're suffocating them, when you don't know who you are without them, um, when you can't think about life without the other person and of course when you're building a relationship marriage whatever of course you're thinking about forever but if you cannot envision life without this person like I cannot function I cannot breathe maybe codependent um I'm thinking you
1: know what I thought about Mario how do I
0: breathe? (laughs) not you calling out all the songs listen what we're not about to do is have (laughs) the R&B world coming at us because you want to call out all the songs This this that's where I from all these songs and stuff. Yes. And, and they codependent songs, they great songs, but they're codependent. If you, if you don't keep it in check, it can be codependent. Mm-hmm. Um, When you give up what matters to you or what makes you happy for a relationship, codependent, like if you cannot be alone, if you cannot exist with yourself and sit by yourself because you're in partnership, um, when you tolerate harmful behavior or make excuses for your partner and you know that what they're doing is wrong, but you are trying to, you know, defend them because you don't want to be a them. You want the world to see them as this perfect, polished person, your counterpart, you codependent. Um, You can't set boundaries codependent Ooh, um, that's let me tell you yes there's so many ways that codependency manifests and we don't realize it because like you said we've been taught to be like hey you meet your person you ride a die for them they're your everything you need to be thinking about forever it's you and them versus the world and most of the messages are rooted in codependency and it's toxic and it's not healthy to who we are and Codependency is so common and why it takes place is often childhood trauma, abuse, neglect. There are a number of reasons why we find ourselves in codependent relationships, whether they are romantic or not. But when we have experienced those things, that neglect, that abuse, that trauma, it damages our self-esteem and it damages our ego and so we form unhealthy patterns and so we spend the rest of our lives until we become cognizant of this and make the changes but most of us don't so until we figure that part out we are always going through life then, seeking validation or connection from elsewhere so whatever bruised us whatever again i don't i don't feel good enough i never got love from my mom my dad i'm always searching for love from someone else so that's why it's so common we all have a past we all have a history right and so when we're lacking something we spend the rest of our life searching for it and then we find ourselves codependent but when we find it we feel like oh I finally got what I deserved I finally have love I finally love. have validation like mm, and we're going to talk about it's not why that. that's problematic because there's nothing wrong with wanting love validation security understanding from someone else but there's some stuff that needs to happen in between there so you don't find yourself being codependent
1: and I and in my relationship, I definitely found myself in that situation where I'm like, I find the thing that makes me feel like not that life is worth living, but that gives me a purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. I found the mm-hmm. person that I can be my true self with, but as mm-hmm. you were, you know, pulling putting up, you know, telling the points, I wasn't my true self with. Mm-hmm. I would often put my needs to the side to like prop them up. And I would never forget my therapist, like, you put this person on a pedestal. And I was like, Girl, no, I didn't. They are my everything, like When we Mm -hmm. broke up, it was I didn't know what to do um, without that person, because like you said, those bruises, I didn't have to I didn't have to like have them. I didn't have to pay attention to them. I was distracted Mm -hmm. because I was doing all of these things for this person. And I didn't know that that was codependency until after the breakup.
0: No. And and that makes sense because you're like, when you're sitting there like thinking and reflecting, like, how did I become codependent? Like how, how did this become a problem in my life? Like, yes, the, the, you know, society, social media, the way that love is portrayed is oftentimes toxic in and of itself. But when you grow up with your emotions being ignored or they're punished, they're minimized or they're mocked, like you finally get that. Like you were always, you know, boys don't cry, boys can't show emotion. So as a man, you find somewhere a woman or a person that you're with is like, Hey, you know, you can, I'm a shoulder to cry on. You could be yourself with me. Like you're yearning for that. And it, in some ways becomes like this addiction. Like you're finally getting that thing. You're like, oh my gosh, I've always, I spent my entire life not, yeah, I wasn't noticed. I wasn't able to be vulnerable. I wasn't able to ask for help. I wasn't able to feel supported. And so now this person who I'm attracted to, I like spending time with them, made me feel good. Now they're giving me that thing. You are now running for that fix. Like it's really like an addiction. You're finally being seen. You're finally being loved. You're finally being validated and affirmed. Like, So now you keep going back to the source. This is my person. They are giving me what my mama didn't, my daddy didn't, the teachers didn't, society didn't. Like this person is giving me it. So I'm going to find shelter here. Um, And it's so hard to recognize that it's a problem because again, this makes you feel good. good. Yes. And And we are supposed to experience life with others. So it's like, what's the problem?
1: Right, what's the issue? Like I'm supposed to be looking for a lifetime partner. And I think Mm -hmm. I realize that it was very unhealthy when the relationship ended and I didn't know what to do after Mm -hmm. that relationship. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to recover. I was like, my life is over. Mm -hmm. Um, who is going to listen to my problems? Mm -hmm. Who is going to like, help me out? Like, what is my purpose? That was my Mm -hmm. whole thing. And it's, it's really wild to think about. I was once at that spot, but when it really knocked me dead in the face was after the relationship. And I felt like I, I, Could not go on. And -hmm. that's when I was like, oh, I was really dependent on this person for everything. Every single thing. And now I have to relearn how to do that or I can find a new person. Right. And And continue the cycle, right. And And continue continue the
0: pattern. And that's typically what happens when you think about people who cannot be alone. They have to hop from relationship to relationship. It's because they are codependent and they cannot sit with themselves. They do not see value and worth within themselves. Inherently, they have to get that confirmation from another person. And the easiest, quickest way to get it is through a relationship. Like I said, there are so many parents that are codependent on their children. Um, There are people that are codependent on their titles and their roles in the workforce. Like there's many ways to be codependent, but relationship is the most common one because again, this is your life partner or what you're hoping to be. And it's the place where you get to be the most safe and the most vulnerable more times than not, right? Um, And so codependent people just continue that cycle. And again, I love you. I love you. I love you so deeply. I'm here for you. Like, I'm always going to ride with you. Like, you know, I, I got you. I got us. Yes, and so yes. you forget that you're you before you are this person's partner, husband, wife, whatever. Like you are your own person, mm-hmm. um, but you immediately jump into a relationship when the sparks fly and y'all connect or whatever. Then you are in this codependent loop because you were in one before. Then when that relationship ends, you're going to be in one again. After.
1: Yes. And the part where you said, I got you, I think that is what drew me into my relationship. Like not mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm not, you know, um, but because I haven't had that. And I think going mm-hmm. through therapy and learning the root cause of it, because I could have continued the cycle and just like, you know what? OK, all right, here's another. I'm just going to hop on to the next person. But I was mm-hmm. forced to sit with myself mm-hmm. and really learn why did this person make me feel so safe, feel all the things which I learned was from. Childhood that I didn't feel mm-hmm. or I didn't have, um, they were like you said. You mentioned like a home, or like um, I, I treat this person like a refuge, and mm-hmm. a lot of that was rooted from my childhood. A lot of the things that I was looking for in my relationship with like my mom at the my mom, you know, a lot of those yep. things were um, rooted in that. And when you mentioned, you know, not being able to show emotion or not being able to be yourself or just kind of brushing things under the rug and just kind of keep going, because that's just what we got to do for survival. And now Mm -hmm. here comes this person that allows me to be all what I think are all the things when in reality, it's really just unhealthy. Um, Mm -hmm. it feels really good. It's like, Ooh, this person's very nurturing.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and you want a partner that feels like a home, feels like a safe space, is nurturing, allows you to let your guard down. But like you said, and it's so common, it starts with how you were raised. It starts with your upbringing. Like when we did not, when we do not have secure attachments. In childhood, it manifests in a ton of different ways in our adult life, uh, with us personally, with us interpersonally. So when we're talking about codependency, it's because something was missed in childhood. You didn't get the love that you needed, you deserved, you never received it, so now you're looking for it. Um, And then now you found it, right? And you're refusing to let it go. You are hanging on for dear Yo, life. Oh, I was you hanging like, on. Listen, you like, baby, you love well. me. Outside <laughs> in the rain with your boombox. Because let me yes. tell you, ain't nobody love me like I this. So I'm. I was doing the most. <laughs> Please I'm not letting go. I, I refuse. I am. I am hanging on to the back of this car, and mm-hmm. I'm going wherever it yes. goes because this is where love lives, and I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Um. And also because if you've never had secure love, Ooh, if you've never had these secure things never, you need, yes. you don't even recognize that it's unhealthy. You don't rec- you don't even recognize that it's suffocating, it's overbearing, that you have no identity outside of this partnership. You are killing yourself to be what this relationship needs. Um,
1: and when I learned that about myself, and my therapist was, was like, "What are you?" like outside of him i was just like Mm -hmm. um i know i'm a person but i don't know exactly what are your hobbies Mm -hmm. and i was naming things that he likes to do Mm -hmm. things like naming his community that he built for himself and she was like okay Mm -hmm. you named a lot of his stuff what about yours and that's when i was like oh snaps like i really Mm -hmm. i didn't even know how to do that right i didn't Mm -hmm. even know how to make that and that's why i was like like you said so hard to let go because i'm like where do i go to now And
0: and that's that's the common theme. Codependent folks are terrified of being alone because you've already spent a large part of your life feeling that way or in reality you were alone. So now you have you have a safe place. You have this person. And so it's like if I let this go, even if it isn't healthy for me or even if, you know, I'm doing everything they want or need me to do or I'm aligning with, you know, all of their interests, you're like, if I let that go, then what? I'm back to square one. I'm back to a little four-year-old me. I'm back to the grade. third grader. And so you don't want to feel that again. So you, again, starve yourself from your value, your worth, what you need. And you're just like, I- I'm with this person. I'm rocking. They love me. They, they do it more than anybody else has. And I can't be alone. So I'm settling. I'm good. I'm right just- here.
1: The devil you know is better than the devil you don't, right? Exactly. And that was the part where I realized the self-love for me was lacking. Because mm-hmm. I think there was something you said, and this is what my therapist said to me, too. She was like, you were in a relationship by yourself anyway. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I wasn't. I, I was not in a relationship. I was doing things for him. I, I was hanging out with his friends. I was, And she was like, yeah, you were doing things for him. Like, where was the part where he was also reciprocating that, for one? And mm-hmm. two, also, where is your identity and all of that?
0: Yeah, because your worth was attached to performance. Was attached. You was doing for him, and and codependent people need to be needed. So, yes. baby, I'll do whatever. Ooh. I'll go wherever. You know, I'll I'll take up your interests. Like, and again, there's a healthy way for this. It's not to say that you shouldn't pick up interest that your partner has or want to be around them. But when that is, you are committed to Excessive, it. I don't give a damn yes. what I need, want, what you know I'm worth. I'm, I'm gonna make sure you good. Exactly. Yes. That's yes. that's people that are clinging on for dear
1: life. And what, as you were talking, what I think the root cause of that when I found that out, my mind just blew. Like I was, when she told me it's because I was, I needed to do things to get noticed from my Mm -hmm. mom. That's the way that I felt to be noticed. So by doing things like doing chores or being the perfect daughter or not getting in trouble or bringing home good grades, right? Like, um, just being the perfect kid to get noticed. That Mm -hmm. was, I was like, mind mind blown right now I just like all of it is linked to something and that's mm-hmm. when I start realizing like okay when like let me go ahead and do figure out how to love myself how to love like little raven and mm-hmm. give her what she needs so she's not put in that position again like you said so I can have a healthy love so I can mm-hmm. take up yes I can take up my partner's interest but not excessive not to mm-hmm. the point where I'm like, ooh, I wanna do this and they like no. Nah. and I'm like, You're right, you right, let's do what you wanna do, right? Like mm-hmm. it is in a way that we both feel fulfilled. Um and so yeah, you're you taking me back to them that time in therapy, I so like, that girl, you gonna pull out me, your journal
0: I, and remember where you was. At? me
1: fight for him. She was like, "Nah, girl, we are not doing that. We addressing this uh, codependency. I'll go to therapy. Like, girl, how are we how are we gonna win him back?
0: <laughs> Listen, but that, but you brought up the the root of it. Yes, it's childhood trauma. It's these things that you're lacking. But it really is that self-love. You do not Mm -hmm. have self-love. And more times than not, it's not your fault that you didn't have it. It was not fostered for you. It was not cultivated for you. So you are operating from survival. You are trying to find something that you so desperately need. As humans, we need to be loved. We need to love. We were not created to do this thing called life alone. We are supposed to be interdependent, community, village, all of that. But when you don't have a healthy foundation of it and you're trying to figure it out yourself and you're looking at these Unhealthy examples, then you find yourself codependent. So the root of it is self love. That is what you need. And when you don't have self love and a healthy form self love, codependency finds itself, you know, creeping in again. And yeah. so you need to ask yourself a couple of questions when you are like, you listening? You like, damn, they low key kind of talking to me, or like, I keep <laughs> talking to me, I, key, the- yes, like you like you yelling at me, low key, like the the mic is turned up. But you need to ask yourself one. Do you know who you are? You, not you, the mom, not you, the partner, not you, the professional, you Mm -hmm. as a human being at the core in your soul. Do you know who you are? After you can answer that question, do you know your value? Do you know how worthy you are? Then when you can answer that question, do you know what you want and need in a relationship? That's a big question. Because that's a again, big I know who I am. I know that I'm valuable, but I do I know shit. what I want? And right, that part. Right. But then when you have to connect that to another person, it's do you know what you want and need in your relationships? And that's all of them. That's not just your romantic ones, but that is a part of it. And then <laughs> this is the part where y'all low-key this- might not like me, and that's okay. But are you willing to sit in discomfort and isolation if your value isn't recognized or your needs are not being met? Because you can answer them first. You can answer them first three questions. I know who I am. I know my value. I know what I I need. Like, like babies, come on. and split it. okay. So now you know all of that. Are
1: you willing to sit alone if those things are not at the table? How does that look? Right. That's, I remember, I remember thinking like, how does that look when that Mm -hmm. was posed to me? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, what if I don't do it? Mm-hmm. like what's gonna happen but yet, sitting in yourself in discomfort and ice, that's that's hard but it's so worth it to get on the other side mm-hmm. of that because i was some per- i was a person who I, I was like i know my value i know my worth i know i'm the shit you know saying all of that mm-hmm. but when it went to like do you know what you want and need in relationships i i couldn't give you an answer because what mm-hmm. i needed or wanted in a relationship was like went back to the codependency. People, please. Whatever you want, baby. Whatever, whatever my yeah. man
0: wants. Exactly. No. what do you want? And I think... That's the part about self love that we don't spend enough time talking about. we we've st- we discussed this on previous episodes. Self love is polished up and you know spa day and get your nails done and go spend yes, money get and ready get a latte in the morning. On. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's self love. But self love is sitting there and putting that mirror up and being like, God damn, Ooh, like that's again, you. what? <laughs> th- this is what I have to do. This, this is, is what I have to do. Like you said be. purging those things, talking to little you, healing your inner child. That self-love, it is not just taking yourself out to lunch and going, you know, out to the movies. Self-love is doing the hard work.
1: That, yeah, and you know, I love, I love taking myself out. I love getting dressed, but I think that, that is one thing, especially with social media, the, you know, the rise of TikTok and all these things, like, you know, all of these things where people are like, oh, like self-love, like, you know, um, get ready with me to like on my day to work, right? And it's just mm-hmm. those things and I'm like, it's also dealing with, the nitty gritty and the mm-hmm. moments where like you were just like damn like this is me like this is mm-hmm. me and also like working on those relationships and that was something that like for me having to work on like a lot of this is from childhood mm-hmm. a lot of this even even like just to be super real but just like even as I'm going through this healing process like resentment towards family members or like my mm-hmm. mom and my dad like damn like Y'all did this to me, right? And also just understanding like y'all did the best that you could. And so because of that, like this is what I'm doing to help myself be the best raven that I can be. And that You're was learning so moment. many things. Yes. It was so and it was so hard because it's so easy to just be like, you know what, F it. I'm just go back to this because this was easier. It was easier doing this than to go deep down and be in sessions crying and really having to uncover it. And sometimes I will be like, wow, like that little thing caused this massive, massive thing in my adulthood. Right. The moment, Mm -hmm. like I, I have examples where I'm like, oh my gosh, the moment, like my mom didn't do this. Right. It's something that I was like, that's not a big deal, but it was. And it grew into this like big tumor that now is me being a codependent adult.
0: Yeah. Those wounds carry like, and that's why so many things from our childhood that may seem insignificant at the time when we really sit and we unpack. And again, this is a reason to go to therapy. You know, yes. we talked about all of the unconventional reasons being codependent, not loving yourself are reasons to sit, sit there and make an appointment and to get your journal out and to get ready to do the work. But when we finally get to that space, you're like, wow, I didn't even realize the fact that my parent was always preoccupied. They were always working. So they never were able to show me attention or to foster a genuine bond with me because they were trying to keep the bills paid. And you can't fault them for that. You respect respect the grind, but you realize like, So now I I never felt seen. I never felt understood. So I have spent my entire life trying to do that that before you get to this current codependent relationship that you're calling out. You're like, wow, I was on a playground trying to do that. I was in class cutting up and disrupting because I wanted, I wanted the teacher to turn and talk to me. Like I wanted to get sent to the principal's office because then I was going to get attention from the most important person at the school. So you start to realize like, wow, this is, this is something that started as a little kid and it has come out in every part of my life and my friendships like oh I'm super controlling of my friends I'm possessive or whatever these things are it starts with that those inner child wounds that you have to heal and in healing those that's where the self-love piece comes in but I think that we do this conversation a disservice if we don't talk about uh, Some tangible examples of how to practice self-love like, yeah, we're critiquing the superficial ways of self-love like you're not going to Gucci bag yourself into self-love. You're not like, yes, cute, yeah. like, you know, spend the bag like, but no, that's not going to get it for you. Spending a day out doing self-care, that's not going to get to the self-love that you need to challenge your codependent mindset and your codependent relationships. Um, in order to actually do that, there needs to be this awareness acceptance and action phase that takes part in your self-love discovery um and so you need to reflect and recognize your wounds because that's going to help you confront the areas where you're codependent like we just said you have to get to the root cause and that could take you back to first grade and you are 55 years old that's okay like there's there's a reason why you're seeing the first grade you in those wounds and how they're manifesting in your middle age we talked about this already you have to spend time with yourself to get to know you better and to have Have an identity outside of your titles Mm -hmm. and relationships. Like, again, we are so socialized to our worth being connected to performance. Exactly. All facets of our life. So as an employee, as a parent, as a partner, as a child, as a Mm -hmm. neighbor, like you always have to do something to feel that you're valuable. Like you have to break away from them shackles. And that is some, that is some lack of self-love and that is some codependency shit. Like you have to stop with that. And um, you know,
1: one thing as I was going on my journey that my therapist gave me, which I thought was so silly is it was back in the day when Groupon was big, but I remember her pushing me to like go out into the city more, mm-hmm. go on random Groupons, stay in, like, you know, literally put in my planner, like on this Friday night, I'm staying in and like watching movies, doing the things that I would have did with my partner, but doing mm-hmm. that for self and just mm-hmm. being alone with my thoughts. And I really thought that was silly at the time, but I guess that makes a lot of sense, like getting to know myself and getting to know yes. like, oh, like you mm-hmm. love a night in or mm-hmm. I love this activity. So I really yeah, that is one that I also on my journey was like, I thought it was a silly thing, but it's worth it.
0: Yeah, you have to spend time with yourself. Like you said, you have to know who you are, know yourself better. Again, you might know the basics about yourself. Oh, I'm introverted. Like, well, what does that mean? What do you like to do? Like, where where do you feel safe in your introversion? Like how, what does that look like for you? You're just using buzzwords. You just took some little personality test and now you think you know yourself. You don't know yourself. So you have to spend time to genuinely know yourself. Um and there's a continuous inventory that takes place. You have to continuously be you you learn and you grow and you change daily and at different phases of your life. So who you were five years ago, who you were in that last relationship, that's not who you are today. And that's okay. So keep coming back to who you are, what you value, what you want out of this thing called life. And then you have to be calling yourself out when your behaviors are codependent. Like, damn. Let me tell you,
1: yeah. Ooh, girl. <laughs>
0: That's, I, I'm doing yeah. it
1: again. I'm, I'm falling again. back into that trap. Like, hold on. Exactly. Like, okay. I thought we were done, but you know what? That's okay. And going back to step number one, awareness, acceptance, action phase. Like mm-hmm. that, that calling yourself out, because it's not just a one and done. No. It's it's not. not. And that's what I thought. You do hear like, Ooh, not
0: me being codependent. And I was just in <laughs> session talking to this person about their codependence. I'm like, let, <laughs> let me let me get it together. It is no matter how far you are in this journey, no matter how much you know about codependency. We all fall victim to this. Like this is an all of us thing. It's on varying levels on a spectrum, but we are all codependent or most of us, I'll say, I don't like to speak in absolutes. I try not to. Most of us have some codependency somewhere. How deep rooted it is differs, varies, but we're all codependent to a certain extent. So like you said, you have to be doing that inventory and call oh no, hold on. That was codependent. I'm, I'm definitely trying to align with this person. I'm finding my value in this person and not myself. Let me go back to the drawing board. Me, I need to yeah, fix that. Let me take a step back. And in fixing that, the you know, we talk about the action plan. Y'all saying a lot, but y'all ain't saying, okay, so the action in that is you need to establish boundaries, redefine roles, be vocal about your needs and take up space. If any one of my clients dipped in this comment section, and please don't y'all for confidentiality reasons, but if they did, they would tell you, I be scream." to take it. Why-, why aren't you taking up space? Why you in your relationship at your job with your friend, why are you minimizing yourself? Why are you not taking up space? Because you are scared that if you do that, you are not going to be accepted, loved. People is not going to want to come back to you. You make yourself small. You like, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to shake the table. I'm not going to make a scene because you know, if I do that,
1: I might lose this person. I might lose this connection. Take up space. Let me go ahead and write that down and put it on my mirror because that part, I think that's another thing. And once again, this is something I've been working on, but that's one of the things taking up space because like you said, in fear of losing that person or that opportunity or that thing, because I'm scared of being me. And so, yeah, let me, I'm going to write that down. Take up space. The light bulb moment for me,
0: when I found myself in codependent patterns was like, I had to sit there and be honest, like, I would hate to lose you, whoever you is in this situation. I would hate to lose you, but I would hate to lose me more. So, like, if but, you gonna go, bye, bye. You, you know like, what I'm gonna saying? be saying? It's cool. I'm gonna be yes. angry. I'm gonna be lonely. Whatever oh it is, bye. I guess I want to have this connection with you, family member, friend, romantic partner, whomever. But it's I'm not gonna risk losing me. myself to lose to save you. Like you said, it is me
1: versus me. So go on and hit it. It's and you know who right. I love to play when I go through those moments are good auntie Mary J. Blige. Like, I don't know why I, like I can do bad all by myself. Like really. No, but see, she's not a good example because auntie
0: Mary's to say, (laughs) I would stop breathing. If you asked me to ma'am, ma'am, okay. You know, maybe not
1: that, maybe not that. Pick somebody else because I I still will never get over that one. Like you, you going to do what? That was early Mary. That was early Mary. But, but there were, there are points even in my journey where I was like, like you said, I'm going to choose me. Cause nobody else is going to choose me, but me. And so that part. I'm always going to be, I'm, I'm stuck with me forever. So because of that, I'm going to make sure I do right by me. all day. And yeah.
0: if day. you want to be alongside on the journey, let's go, but let's do you it. are not, you are not steering the ship. That's out. You're you, I'm me. If we can come together and make it
1: work, lovely. If we can't, that's also lovely. Cause I'm glad I know it better now than what's Beyonce. Best thing I never had. Look, that oh, was on repeat listen. when I went through a breakup. <laughs> You've been going through it, child. I don't even want to see one of your playlists because you would get them on my Look, my <laughs> early 20s, I was going through it, okay? Girl, wow. No, but I, I absolutely love this, like this nitty gritty list for folks who are just like, if this resonated with you to be able to to do this. And like you said, this is also, I feel like not work that I wouldn't recommend doing by yourself. I think this is, like you said earlier, a good reason to take your acid therapy. If this if this episode resonated with you, this is like a reason to be like go to that resource guide, look for a therapist because I couldn't imagine doing this work without someone else to help bring out those emotions or those stories or those narratives that I had um, while I was going through this journey.
0: Yeah, you have to have somebody help you to facilitate this. Like, yeah, it might sound counterproductive. Like you telling me not to be codependent, but now you're telling me to sit with a therapist and talk about it. And it's like, well, you're not going to be codependent with your therapist. Like, again, you're going to be in partnership working through this in a formatted way. This person is holding you accountable. They're challenging you. They're helping you to recognize those subconscious things that you cannot pull out yourself. So they're helping you get to step one because it's really hard to get to step one on your own then once you get there y'all start working on it and then you take the lead you start figuring it out and you're able to utilize you know the awareness acceptance and action phase because you have an understanding so yeah it's definitely something that needs to be discussed in therapy um, or unless you want to be codependent for the rest of your life because some people are okay with it and you are not living your best life if you are codependent and your work is found in other people and we want better for y'all Yes, yes. If you're still not following us on Instagram or Twitter, please do so at Hughes to Healing. That's H-U-E-S to Healing. No spaces. We'll also have it linked in the episode notes, but our Instagram
1: is where you'll find our mental health resource guide and it's a space for us to connect. Yes, connect with us. We want to hear from y'all. Tell us what's working. Maybe you have some questions as you're navigating navigating this journey, but just know that between Janae and I, we got y'all covered. We are always going to keep it real. This is a conversation and we are committed to this with you. So with that being said, is there anything you want to let them know before we sign off janae codependency is over with and as
0: always (laughs) if no one else has told you this today you got this and shout out to you for making it this far in the episode but most importantly for making the commitment to your mental health to show up
1: and engage with us so until next time take care and we will talk to you later